Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest, scheduled for one fall. Finally, The Rock has come back to SmackDown. Welcome to Raw is Jericho. Woo! Hold one. Andre. But you only half the man that I am. Hold two on bar. And I have half the brain that you do. I am not a nugget. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 50th edition of the DWI podcast. My name is PC Tunney. And I am your commissioner and the commissioner of the United States of the Americas. And I am joined, as always, by the man, the myth, the legend, the other half of the world's greatest tag team never. It is him. It is him. It is DPP. Your inebriator in the era of awesome. And like PC Tunney said... It is episode 50. How about that? Quarter of the century mark. How do you feel, PC? I long... feel like we need to we need to cheers uh, <laughs> by a 
Generally, when you hear myself, uh, PC Tunney, and DPP, we are generally Skyping this out. Uh, myself from the commissioner's office and DPP from the old Thunderdome. So here's a Skype cheers for you all. DPP, I don't know. Do you have two bottles? I was, gonna, I was looking together? for one. I was looking down to see if Aren't I got another you, bottle here and we can cheers it here. I mean, it's it's there our fiftieth show. We can do whatever the fuck we want. We there can, we go. Yeah, here. here you can just ready? yeah, pull, here like a uh, audio shop in Virg- my cheers here. You ready? Yeah, Yay. cheers. No one really cheers me there though. I feel kind yeah. of sad. You should have two bottles too. Where's your other one? I know you're on your second beer already, PC. Uh, I finished it. I threw it out. <laughs> uh, I just had a big sip of my beer, so I feel a lot better. This week, you're drinking DP- today. DPP, I am drinking, um, it's an IPA from Founders, Centennial IPA, uh, 7.2% alcohol by volume, uh, 65 IBUs, so it's a nice, hoppy, excellent, flavorful IPA, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, my first beer was a Lakefront IPA, so... Yeah, I'm just going to get drunker so, as the show so, goes on, so... As you but can I'm see 50, I can do whatever about, the fuck uh-oh. I want. <laughs> DPP, what the hell are you drinking today? Well, it's a similar beer that we've had uh, on the podcast before. It's a uh, new Belgian Blue Paddle, which has become my favorite beer now, I think. Oh, that is one hell of a smooth, smooth, smooth beer. I Hopefully it's not a seasonal, because, man, I'm going to miss it if it goes away. Yeah, you better fucking find as many as you can and just buy them right now. Oh, and the lucky thing is for me, right down the road, the uh, liquor store right down the road sells it, and I can't believe it, because we couldn't find it anywhere. Hard liquor? Nah, I'm usually pretty gentle. All right, folks. I got some topics for you today. <laughs> CWC, we're down to the semis. NXT. We have the dates for the next NXT TakeOver special. We're going to talk about Raw, new Universal Champ. Cruiserweights, signed to Raw. We also... Have the backlash rundown for this Sunday on the WWE Network. And of course, some side notes and last call. So, folks, we're 50. Finally. Woo! <laughs> Five O. DPP. That's crazy. Do me that favor and ring the bell. All right, first off. Before we get into our topics today, DPP, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention a few people. Uh, Big DWI podcast cheers to the third member of the DWI podcast, the Mike Man. Uh, He's been known as many names. Yep, cheers to the Mike Man. Cheers to the Mike Man, if anybody heard that. Uh, (laughs) He's gone by, what's your favorite Mike Man name? Oh, Mike Wuzioni. Mike Wuzioni was a good one. Mike uh, Wu Tang Clan. Wu Tang Clan. Mike Wu Ha got you all in check. <laughs> uh, was he Mike Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah, Mike Whoopi Goldberg. We had Mike Blue Moon. We had yeah. Mike Blue Paddle. And Mike uh, Wu Tella. Mike Wu Tella. Yes, that's right. Oh boy, that's why that one was so, nuts. That was <laughs> clever. <laughs> <laughs> What else do we have? I think that might have been all of them. I don't know. Here, I'm trying to look up my. I'm trying to look up my list. Wootilicious. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. That one was. Oh, cool. that's right. Yeah. Yes, yes, indeed. That was Oscar season. Best supporting yeah, best supporting actor in a podcast. Leonardo DiCaprio. All right. Well, cheers to the bike man. 
He is indeed the third member of the Triumphant Trifecta of Triangular Podcasting. Now, the fourth member of the quintessential quadratic equation is indeed the general. Cheers to the general. The general is known for his love of Roman Reigns and his fresh (laughs) insight into the WWE. He would have loved to have been on episode 50, but unfortunately that uh, did not happen (laughs) at the general compound as expected. Uh, none to the fault of our own DPP. No. That's as as much as we'll say. Oh, I was going to say, uh, the general was hugging a different Thunderdome. Oh, hey, I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't even going to, I wasn't even going to say what happened. You, but you, you. I'll I'll take it there. No, cheers to the general for an awesome party, (laughs) though. Oh, God, it was awesome. We had had a great time. There was some adult match game played. Adult match game? That was, that was a lot of fun. PC Tunny set up some match game questions for the group, and uh, yep. we had a hell of a time with that one. That was a lot of fun. That was, that was a, a good one. Uh, which one was the best question? What do you? What do you? Which one do you want me to tell the people? Should we give them one of the questions? Give them one of the questions. What was my? <laughs> what was the one you used me for? You want it? Can I? Can use I mine because first... I laughed the hardest at mine. I think I think everybody who listens to this podcast knows your first name anyway. So can I use your first name? We can we can use my first name for this one. Okay. There's <laughs> the D D P P. Okay, his name is Dan. Dan DPP. Oh, okay. Oh. Daring Dan is so daring. How daring is he? That. How did he even finish? That's that, funny. That uh, it was uh, it was uh, instead of using a condom when he sleeps with a woman, he uses a blank. <laughs> and what was it like a candy bar wrap or somebody said? Yeah, Saran wrap. Wrap. Uh, Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I think uh, a sheep scrotum was uh, was. Speaking of the fifth member of the DWI <laughs> podcast, that was an answer from none other than Satchel McFlippins, the supreme overlord of Copy Global Hyper Meganate, one of the sponsors of the DWI podcast for one episode. Uh, and you know, when I think of sheep scrotum, I think of uh, <laughs> Satchel <laughs> McFlippins. Yeah. <laughs> So cheers to Satchel McFlippins. No, we love having him on. He's a he's a great guest on the uh, show and a good friend of the DWI podcast. Uh, we've done some work this year with Kenny Killa. Shout out to Kenny Killa. Shout out to everybody we've been in touch with, uh, which we've come up with the Paramount um, Pentagon of uh, wrestling news and podcasting. It is ourselves, the DWI Podcast, along with the Sunday Segway. Make sure you check them out. Also, Attitude of Aggression Podcast. Mike Klinko over at WrestlingExpress.net. And all the boys at Wrestling Happy Hour. You can follow them on the Twitter at <laughs> Podcast Danny WHH. I believe Danny that's right. WHH. Is there a, po- there's a podcast at the beginning? Danny WHH Podcast? Yes. Uh, didn't the mic man say that that one just gets the most recognition because I can never really remember it but yeah you pause because it it. takes a second every time for Uh, that one that's so much for me to remember after like you know two and a half half. years (laughs) well I might have had one before we talked ah son of a bitch Uh, and and you ain't fooling around with those 7.6% what the hell is that Jesus well I'm sticking with my 4.8 thank you very much although I may switch to a cocktail right after this one (laughs) <laughs> Got a little captain in you? 
Not yet. <laughs> but that's the plan, huh? That's the plan. All right. Bottle here. Hey, who's a wrestling captain that's uh, uh, for the fiftieth episode? No one can champagne. See, no one can see your fucking butt capital bottle of Captain Morgan's. Nobody needs to. It's mine. That's mine. All right, let's talk wrestling, DPP. Right. We already rang the bell, right? Yeah, enough <laughs> is enough, and it's time for a change. <laughs> Cruiserweight Classic. We're down to four. And, I mean, what a tournament it's been in general. Yeah, it's been outstanding in, ge- in general. Uh, um, Grand Metalik getting into the semis, defeating uh, Tozawa. Kota Ibushi defeating Brian Kendrick, TJ Perkins defeating Rich Swan, and Zack Sabre Jr. going over on Noam Dar. Metalik will face Sabre Jr., and Ibushi will face TJ Perkins. DPP, I don't know, give me your favorite match from the quarterfinals. Favorite match out of these out of these four here? I'd have to say probably TJ Perkins' Rich Swan, I think was the best out of all of these. Uh... Probably maybe the second best of the tournament, I think, so far. I, I mean, I, I couldn't, I really can't go wrong with either any one of these four. I mean, they were all pretty, pretty great matches. But I think, as far as standouts, that one did really good. I think the last two matches uh, from Wednesday was Saber Junior and Noam Dar. Both those, I mean, both those matches I thought were really good, just technical matches. Both of them worked in injury. You know, they worked. You know, I like that Sabre Jr. Noam Dar match where each one of them worked a body part for most of the match, and they sold it really well. And I think that was kind of the same in the Perkins-Rich Swan match where Rich Swan had the knee injury, you know, that when he jumped out of the ring and then kind of sold that throughout the whole match. And the announcers, Daniel Bryan did a really great job helping him sell that, saying, you know, hey, look, he's not getting as much jump on his when he does his drop kick or, you know, trying to do his DDT. Look how soft he's hitting this and everything. It just makes it that much better. Thoughts moving forward here. Um, give me your finalists. Well, my boy's out. Uh, my upset didn't come through, which I didn't think was going to happen anyway. But Boy, somebody predicted the final four, didn't they? Somebody did, and I think somebody's got a good shot at predicting the winner of this thing, too, because if, if the rumors are true that Zack Sabre Jr. and Kota Ibushi aren't going to sign, you, you can't expect that they're going to be in the finals, right? I mean... So I could Grand Metalik, I could see winning this whole thing. I think I kind of am leaning right now towards T.J. Perkins. T.J. Perkins coming out and winning the whole thing. I think that'd be a good story. It's, I don't know. He just to me right now seems to be the the favorite for this tournament. Next Wednesday or this coming Wednesday, no. <clears throat> As you should be listening to this podcast sometime Friday evening across the greater contiguous United States of the Americas. (laughs) Oh, my fucking ears. For the Uh, 50th time, will you stop it? The FDA. Um, (laughs) I don't think you can go wrong, irregardless of what's going to happen. You know, if you listen to what we had to say when we were on the Sunday Segway podcast a week or so ago, it's hard for us to imagine them coming up with a cruiserweight belt unless they're not going to. But I, I find it hard to not have a belt 
for a division where this tournament really is only, you know, what, two months of the year? So you go 10 months in a, in a division where you're just guys wrestling each other for what? You know, I mean, they're, the more you sit and think about it, the more you sit and think that it's basically they're going to get 45 minutes to an hour every week so Raw can basically be the two-hour show that rivals the SmackDown two-hour show. Because right now, SmackDown to me is way better. Two hours is way better than three hours. I'm not going to argue with that at all because I <laughs> I absolutely agree. I've said three hours has been just god-awful for how long? You know, it's just it's too long of a time for one show. I mean, by the end of it, you're exhausted. The crowd doesn't give a shit anymore. You're not getting the reaction you want to get at the end of the show. Two hours is plenty. You know. So now, back to the cruiserweight thing that led to our little off spurt there. But <laughs> we both agreed that it's it's hard to imagine them having these cruiserweights on Raw in a division where you have a champion that didn't win your tournament, and the guy who won your tournament isn't even in the company for your champion to wrestle. Therefore, there's a guy out there that has something over your champion, and there's nothing we're ever going to be able to see or do about it, unless that they're building up something where this guy would come back later, you know. But right. who can guarantee that with like an in, with an injury? You know, that doesn't it doesn't seem like something Vince would do. Yeah, that's the problem I think because I think it'd be a great idea would be to you know even if a guy that wasn't in the main roster won it like Zack Saber or Obushi wasn't going to be there every week and then could come back and like well he's you know in challenge and try and you know have some kind of feud there would be interesting but there's no way you can do that you just can't you have to have your champion or your winner of this tournament be in your on your roster and be there daily to defend whatever you're going to do I imagine they're going to come up with a title they have to come up with a title otherwise you're right what are, what are they fighting for every week then there's no point. But from what I've seen so far from this tournament is that there's a trophy, and I haven't seen or heard word about a title coming out of it. So it's, you know, is it going to be separate? Are they going to try and do this every year and have a some kind of tournament, which is which would be cool, but you still got to have a belt. Right? Well, here's the thing now. Maybe they want to make the tournament special every year so that, this year, the inaugural year, they let that champion kind of soak up the wind before they bring the belt on. Sure, sure. I don't yeah. know. If it was me, I would have just said the winner gets the fucking belt and we could all move on and have a Merry Christmas. But, you know, ifs and buts aren't always candy and nuts. So why we can't have a Merry Christmas? Uh, Timmy, Christmas. you could Oh, you couldn't be more correct, Johnny, Tim. Please, sir, may I have a cruiserweight title? But we'll see. I would like, yeah, that's what they did when they brought the light heavyweight title in. They had that tournament, and uh, Takamishinoku won it, and he brought he had a title belt. There you Our go. apologies to Kenny for the shitty British accents. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't dare do that on his show. <laughs> uh, all right, <laughs> we will be back on the topic of cruiserweights shortly. But that pertains to another subject a little bit on down the road. At this time, let's talk about the NXT. The NXT TakeOver special 
that will be happening Survivor Series weekend in Toronto. Toronto will be made a WWE destination for the weekend. NXT on Saturday the 19th. Survivor Series on the 20th. And Monday Night Raw the night after right there in Toronto. DPP, I like what they're doing here, rewarding cities with three nights in a row. Maybe even the fourth night they get SmackDown. I don't know. They didn't do that in Brooklyn. They, they had it in another place fairly close, which makes sense. But I really like the three in a row. Makes for a hell of a weekend if you're, you know, you can pick one of the shows to go see and you won't be disappointed. So, you know, even if you can't get to Survivor Series, if you can't get a ticket for that or something, you can go see NXT and be just as entertained. So I, it's fantastic for the city, I'm sure. So it's definitely happening, though, where at least the big four, and it's got. it seems like there's going to be a fifth because they say 19 pay-per-views, and that comes out to five co's, and, you know, so... Money in the bank, maybe we'll see. That's that's down the road, but at least for now, it happened at SummerSlam. It happened at WrestleMania. It's going to happen at Royal Rumble. I'd have to think. We don't know where Royal Rumble is going to be yet. They had announced Los Angeles. They've denied that it's going to happen in Los Angeles, but we do know for a fact that the next NXT Takeover special will be in Toronto Survivor Series weekend. So, so we talked about changing it. If they go to Australia, talking about the Take Under. Do we change this one to take off, eh? No? All right. <laughs> I'm giving DPP the thumbs up. I'm laughing over here pretty good. I I got a, I got a pretty good chuckle with my uh, calling an NXT in Australia take under, and DPP is – I like that. Take off, eh? I'll pick the next one. Take uh, what's that all about? Yeah. <laughs> uh. So speaking of NXT, folks, if you watched this past week, you've seen TM61 go over on a couple of cruiserweights, Tony Nese and Arya Davari. Pretty decent match. I really like TM61. I think that they could be really good on a main roster. They're a good team. They, they, they just work well together, and they're entertaining, and they can move in the ring, and they know how to work as a team. So it's just, I, you know, I don't know how long they're going to stay down in NXT, but it with the limited availability of tag teams on the main rosters, it would be another good one to have up there. Sure. Be better, better than some of the ones they have. So yeah, definitely. Using, they're not even using other guy, other teams anyway. We also saw Ember moon get a victory. She's got to be the next in line, you know, to, to move up the ladder there down in the women's division in NXT. You would think it's, it's tough to say. I, I would think so. But she seems like to, to be the one that would take the title from Asuka as far as anybody that's on the roster right now. But I just don't see her losing so already. So maybe we keep them two so, separate for a while and let it build to yeah. WrestleMania? <laughs> Something like that? That's going to be a long time. They don't get any... Who, who's going to wrestle, who's gonna wrestle her at that takeoff, eh? <laughs> I don't know. Food for thought. You got no maybe, match right now. Maybe some Canadian bacon... <laughs> Some of us uh, there. We also saw the rematch between the greatest man ever. Is that what these call him? Greatest, greatest man, man that ever lived. The greatest man. Good fucking God, really? <laughs> Milwaukee's own Austin Aries <laughs> and uh, Andrade Cianomas. That's another good match between them two. I, you know, I, Austin Aries gets the victory again, so 
assuming he's, you know, him and, uh, what, who the hell was he, who the hell came out? Oh, uh, Tommy. Hideo Tommy. Hideo Tommy. Hideo no, Tommy. not Jesus, Hideo Tommy. Oh, Jesus the ratings, trust me, there would have been a whole lot more people paying attention to WWE if Jesus would have come out and fucking uh, Penny Loafer kicked Ran, Austin Aries, okay? Ran down Hell and Death from the Skies and the Jesus Driver and... El Savior! <laughs> Yeah, so them two, I'm guessing, at the that takeover, Atami and Austin Aries, Bobby Roode, I don't know who he's wrestling. Bobby Roode is wrestling. Shit, they announced it at the fucking, I, I watched the show. I they announced he, it at the show? I thought is he, he going was, against Cian Almas again? Yes, 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 match? yes. Right. Um, no. Oh, Christ. I don't know. Folks, just it's check 50 your episodes. Local... We didn't do our homework. <laughs> check your local dirt sheet. If, if you've been listening for 50 episodes, you know we don't do our homework. Episodes. <laughs> check your local dirt sheet, folks. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I. God damn it. That really pisses me off that I don't know. Uh, yeah. I can't I... remember. I don't know. I think it was Three at the beers. bottom of the... I think it was at the bottom of that last bottle of beer. <laughs> All right, the show would wrap up with Shinsuke Nakamura. Boy, people would just still go apeshit for that entrance. It's such a great entrance. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I I still love it. Especially at the special when he uh, when oh, they when had, he the had live that... the live violinist. Yeah, that was ridiculous. That was violinist awesome. walking down doing the doing the song was just outstanding. It was so good, so good. So he beat uh, Steve Cutler. Your thoughts on that match, DPP? Yeah, I think it was just a throwaway match, basically. <laughs> it was a chance for Samoa Joe to be on commentary and talk about his injuries. <laughs> uh, gosh, aren't they missing something here? I mean, isn't there something that's just blatantly obvious? Like, feud? S- Steve Cutler should be smoking Steve Cutler! <laughs> Let's take advantage of this. I mean, come on, folks. We all know smoking Jay Cutler down in Chicago. He plays for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> eh? Hey. The, sh- the Chicago Bears? The uh, Bears. Bears. They suck. <laughs> so why wouldn't you make them smoking Steve Cutler? That's what I wanted to see. I think that'd be hilarious. Sorry, folks. I just had to go off on a little tangent. NFL starting soon. Of course, this show resonates from the great state of Wisconsin, and we are indeed cheeseheads, lovers of the Green Bay Packers, so we wish them well this year. Kick Jacksonville's ass on Sunday. Goddamn right. And the Bears still suck. (laughs) So, all right. Let's get into Raw. Let's talk about the longest reigning universal champion in WWE history, Kevin <laughs> Owens. Good God, Jericho. He's awesome right now. Still, he just he just keeps knocking it out of the park. That was such a great line. I laughed my ass off when he came walking up. And Do you know who can't, talk you can't disrespect the longest reigning universal champion of all time? <laughs> and it's such a straight face. And yeah, yeah, seven days. KO, it's like, yeah, seven days. I mean... These two guys together are 
they're doing some of the best backstage stuff in a long, long, long time. I mean, you know, and the longer you can keep them together, the longer that they can stay really, really, you know, entertaining together, the better it's going to be when you turn them on each other. Right. I mean, I hope this isn't a short-term thing where after Owens defends the title two months that Jericho is going against him for the championship. I want this to be, you know, a year to 18 months. That's how long I want this to go. I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be nice. I mean, they need to do this kind of stuff and, and build a feud a lot bigger where this is just, you know, it's you get that big payoff and they don't do that nowadays, so... Think about it if Owens held the belt right now for a very long time. Like, not to WrestleMania, but till Rumble, okay? But him and Jericho remain buddies. And they remain buddies all the way into the summer. And at, like, SummerSlam, or this time next year, September or October, Jericho wins the title. And he turns a bad guy. And eventually, Owens turns face. And they're not buddies anymore. And then at WrestleMania 34... Kevin Owens wins the title from Jericho. I mean, that's how long of a story arc I'm talking about. And that's how good these two guys are together. And that's how you take a guy like Kevin Owens inside of 18 months from being where he is right now to being at the level where you need him to be. Because there are no more Chris Jerichos. There are no more Rocks. There are no more John Cena's. And these guys aren't getting any younger. Okay? As great as Seth Rollins is... As great as Kevin Owens is, the guys are young in the fact that they haven't been in the WWE and have established themselves with the lineage of the WWE. I get the fact that we're trying to start over and start new with guys like AJ Styles and things of that nature. And these guys are established veterans, but not inside the WWE world. So they need a few long story arcs. They need some more rivalries. They need some more big series of matches and storylines so that they have actual history with other wrestlers inside the company. That's one hell of a rant. Should have saved that for last call because that was badass right there, man. Jeez. I'm with you. Well, a lot of these guys, too, they're not, they're not young. They're not even young. You know, they're, they're young to the WWE and they're, they're veterans already to the ring. So you don't have that much kind of you don't have a lot of time either. I mean they're doing a great job with they're doing a great job with AJ right now. I mean he came in off the bat and he and he and he feuded with with, um, uh, Jericho. Right? Right. And then didn't he have a little bit of something in between Jericho and Cena? Not that I remember. Well, either way, just to do that, now move him again forward again here with Ambrose. So hopefully this isn't like a two and out with Ambrose. Hopefully this is a three spot again. Yeah. I think three spots are, you know, if you can do it right, it's a good feud. You know, you got to have the right guys too. So we'll see how it goes. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, let's talk about the women's division. Sasha Banks is back. DPP, your thoughts on her return and uh, the way she returned? I pretty much saw it coming when she said she had some bad news and uh, she came out and started cutting that promo. I was just like, you know, she's going to say she's got bad news for the women's division because she's back. Um, so wasn't really surprised at all. So I'm, I'm glad she's healthy and able to go again. And looks like we're going to get her and Charlotte for the women's uh, Raw Women's Championship at Clash of Champions? Yes, Clash of Champions is where we will see that. Unfortunately, Mick Foley, his brain is so damaged that he can only <laughs> say Clash of the Champions. He did it twice. I guarantee you Vince was not happy either time. <laughs> and we know how much Vince loves to yell at Mick Foley. So, Clash of Champions is where we will see that match, DVP. <laughs> Uh, a little birdie told me that you have a list of the cruiserweights signed to the Monday Night Raw roster. Do I have a list? Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Looks like ten confirmed. Did you have to take your shoes off? To Official. Help that? Well, yeah, because I'm missing a finger, so you know. <laughs> <sighs> Crocodile accident. Which is <laughs> now nah, I cut myself shaving. Uh. Surprisingly enough that Tony Nese and Davari, who are on NXT, are not on this list as official cruiserweights signed. So, interesting on some of those notes on where they're going to wind up, or maybe they just are signed and or they haven't officially signed. I don't know. But here's what we got. We got Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa, both on the list. So it looks like they'll be coming up as... Uh, cruiserweight contenders as opposed to staying as a tag team, so it'll be interesting to see what they do there. We got Brian Kendrick, Rich Swan, Noam Dar, your boy TJ Perkins, my boy Cedric Alexander, Akira Tozawa, Grand Metalik, and Jack Geller. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I like the guys that they got on there, and we said it had to be somewhere between eight and twelve guys, and it's at ten. Yeah, ten right imagine. now. So <clears throat> that's a really good number to work with. You can float guys in and out. You know, uh, I really like the guys that they got in there. I gotta imagine Tony Nese is gonna get up there too. Those guys that they had on on NXT, I, I just assume. Well, but they can keep they can keep five or so down on NXT, and like you said, they can put them in a tag team like that and go up against other tag teams. They can go and. 
wrestle big guys. They can wrestle each other. I mean, you can do a lot. Have a lot of different kind of matches when you have a, a, a size difference. Yeah, and interesting to note that TJ Perkins and Grand Metalik are listed as official contenders, and they are two of the four left in the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, so. I, I think that's going to be the final. Uh, yeah. I think you think that's going to be the final. I got Metalik going over. I've had him going over since before. I knew Ibushi and Saber weren't signing. Um, you're going with Perkins, huh? I'm gonna stick, I'm gonna go with Perkins. I think now. All right. Hey, you can, I don't think you can go wrong any which way you do it. No, that no. I mean, even all the guys they had at the in the final eight could have been. Yeah. You know, could have won it. I mean, they were they were all really great. I think it's going to be a great show next week. From what I have heard, and as you can tell from listening to this 50th edition of the DWI podcast, um, I believe it's a two-hour Cruiserweight Classic special next Wednesday. I don't think there's an NXT show because I remember them saying something about some special matches on the Cruiserweight Classic special. So anyway, tune in next Wednesday to the WWE Network for plenty more Cruiserweight action along with some other special matches. All right, let's get on to the stake of the show, the filet mignon, if you will. Backlash this Sunday as we start the rapid-fire pay-per-view era. uh, More wrestling to watch, folks. Just more wrestling. As as if seven hours wasn't enough. I mean, it's going to... It's going to go down to six now that the Cruiserweight Classic's over next week. Yeah, but you're still going to have pay-per-view. you got an extra four hours a month. Uh, is it four hours? What is it going to be? That's what I want to know. Is they have, Did they officially say how long these pay-per-views are going to be? Because they you better hoping, be two hours. Are you hoping that the, that the non, you know, that the single brand pay-per-views are going to be two hours? It should be. So what, maybe a pre-show from 7 to 8 and then the show from 8 the to 10? to 10. Because three hours for a slim roster is way too long, and I, that is not going to work. Well, we only have five matches listed on our card so far, so that's two hours. That's about right. Yeah. And then that's... maybe you do a pre-show with two matches on it so matched. that some people that aren't so popular on the roster can get some time. Yeah. Can have your Baron Corbin versus Kalisto match on the on the show. There you go. That's a, that will be a raw match. <laughs> We're talking about SmackDown. Oh, they're on SmackDown. Baron Corbin's on Raw. All right, buddy. <clears throat> Am I wrong? You are wrong. Let me go back in the Big Show sheet profiles. Let me tell you something, brother. Baron yeah, Corbin and Kalisto are on SmackDown, dude. Listen, bro, when I find this sheet, I'm going to embarrass the shit out of you. <sighs> here it is, right here. Baron, Corbin, and Kalisto are both on SmackDown Live. I told you, bro, can't you just pick and pay attention when I'm talking to you? SmackDown Live, Baron, Corbin, and Kalisto. you got to start listening to yourself, dude. <laughs> you said wrong, brother. All right, bro, I was wrong. Let's move on. <laughs> Backlash. Where the fuck is Backlash emanating from this Sunday? We are so unprepared for the uh, fucking broadcast of this podcast. You'd think we would be since we were going to do it on Saturday, and we still don't know. 
I really want to get all my lines in this show, so I just want to tell everybody I am the advocate for the administration that allocates alliteration all across America. <laughs> God, I feel sorry for the people that listen to this show. You should. Sorry that they can't drink live along with us. Oh, but they're gonna need one when they're when they're listening to it later, though. I'll tell you that. Uh, that's possible. I'd love to get up and get another beer. Uh, Think you can carry this show for thirty seconds. Thirty seconds? No, I can sit here and look up where Backlash is gonna be. I'll tell you that. All right, I'll I'll. Emanating live from the Richmond Coliseum in Richmond, Virginia. Backlash. Who didn't know that? Speaking of Richmond, anybody Virginia, outside of Richmond? Speaking of Rich, Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. Let's talk about Bristol, Tennessee. What? Where this weekend they will be having Virginia <laughs> Tech versus Tennessee college football game at Bristol Motor Speedway. Okay. On the in, in the what? infield, they built, they built a fucking football field on the infield. They will have over 150,000 people at the game. Oh, my God. They're putting up four mega screens above the field. I mean, they got the whole stands filled up. Uh, last night on SportsCenter, SVP was talking about uh, they have 550,000 beers what? for these people. And he's like, the, the experts study it that it should be plenty. You know, they've been partying all day, and there's some going to be some kids there. And he goes, the only way you go through that much beer is if you brought in the professionals. And they put up a... a Wisconsin logo or what? Yeah, Wisconsin LSU thing. And he goes, but, they already, <laughs> but they already played each other. He goes, guarantee you bring them two in. And they're looking at each other in the third quarter going, hey, anybody got a case back at the hotel? You <laughs> yeah. just swing by and pick up some more. Tell that truck to hurry up. <laughs> so just had to get that story in quick. That's Shout outstanding. Out to Wisconsin Badgers. How about that? Largest leap in AP poll history, unranked to 10th. <laughs> That's ridiculous. The LSU Tigers up at Lambeau Field. So shout out to the Badgers for a great victory. Shout out to the LSU fans who are in and about and around Wisconsin from Milwaukee all the way up to Green Bay. I heard y'all had a great time. I heard everybody from around here had a great time with all of you. Come back anytime, and uh, maybe we'll see you down in Nolens for some gumbo or something like that. I don't know. Is that like... To stereotyping? I mean, we were cheeseheads, so who gives a shit? Probably. Go down to Bourbon Street and get some beads. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, Hootie McBoobers. Ah. All right. Speaking of, let's get to the backlash card and the women's six-pack challenge. All right. <laughs> Becky, Natty, Nikki, Naomi, Alexa, and Carmella. DPP, tell me what you're expecting from this match. Is this this is an elimination match? This is not? an elimination match from what like we heard that. from Daniel Bryan. Like you heard? I heard. You heard? You. I heard from you. You heard from Daniel uh, Bryan. Daniel Bryan. It's yeah. It should be. I don't know what to expect from this match. It's gonna be all over the place. You normally don't get, you know, six women in a match. It's usually just one on one. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I think. You probably end up seeing them go for a while without any elimination and then hit the rapid-fire elimination that we normally get from like these kind of elimination matches. All the girls will get their spots in. But I think, you know, I don't know who it's going to come down to. I would imagine it's got to be Nikki Bella there in the final two. Uh, but I like Alexa Bliss coming out of this one. I think 
just for for a kind of a shock moment or somebody you wouldn't expect to win this match, I'd expect Alexa to come out as the first champion. Lose by beating, you know, beating Nikki Bella in the in the uh, being the last two. I you know, however they get to it. I mean, smart money says Becky though, doesn't it? Being the first draft pick for the women for SmackDown, but Nikki Bella coming back, you know, they turned her baby face. I could see one of them two being the being the top two favorites of this one at least. How does this sound? <clears throat> The first ever restarted, you know, re-represented WWE Women's Raw champion, Charlotte Flair. The first ever WWE reintroduced Women's SmackDown champion, Natalia Neidhart. Flair and Hart start your women's championship lineages as clearly we continue to drink on the DWI <laughs> podcast as I cannot say edges. lineage Many the edges. first time. What's a uh, battle? <laughs> I don't know. I, I There's really no wrong way to, to... As long as you give me a good match and a reason moving forward why why you're pushing this person as your first ever SmackDown champion, I can pretty much see any one of these women doing it. I mean, Naomi has deserved to be a women's champion for a while. I think they missed when they should have given her the belt maybe a year and a half, two years ago, somewhere around there. I get where you're going with Alexa. She has a great look. She's very good in the ring. I mean, Carmella, how good is Carmella? She's definitely on the up. And then, of course, Becky, Natty, and Nikki. So... I want Natty to win. I'm going to say they give it to Becky. I think the if you had to pick one of the six that you said was had the least chance to win this match, who would it be? Carmella. That's exactly what I was going to say. Carmella. Because I don't think they I think they've just turned her heel, and I don't think they've developed her heel persona or character just yet. I, I think, I don't know. I just don't see, think I see that, her. And, I don't think she's at the her. spot yet. I see her and Nikki going off and feuding together where, cause I don't think they're going to give Nikki the belt right away coming back. I think they will give it to her at some point, but I don't think she needs it right now. And I think she could do them a huge favor by having this feud with Carmella and bringing Carmella up to where Nikki is. So I think you're really looking at, I really think you're only looking at Becky and Natty. And I think, I think it's pretty much Becky's going to get it. I think you could make a point to, if you want to continue that feud, have Carmella get pinned by Nikki Bella, and then Carmella costs Nikki Bella the match, and they can continue on their feud. Something like that. It it's a really cool pay per view in the in the in the fact that it's the first SmackDown pay per view. I mean, and well, they're crowning they're two they're new champions. Two new champions. Um, well, speaking of. Another new champion being crowned. We have the tag team title finals. Slater and Rhino against American Alpha? (laughs) Who saw that coming, huh? Especially who saw American Alpha defeating the Usos in about 30 seconds on SmackDown? What was that? 
Well, I didn't see it coming in 30 seconds, but everything I've talked about as far as this uh, tag team tournament is pretty much come to fruition so far. And I could definitely see American Alpha coming out there and losing because they're injured or losing because, like I said, the Usos come down and interfere. So yeah. otherwise, for some reason, we heard it may not be confirmed that American Alpha will even be in this match. Yeah, that's interesting. You said you read something that they had question marks there instead of American Alpha as the opponents for Rhino and Slater. This was on a dirt sheet, so it was... It, who knows? I, I'm fully expecting to see Slater and Rhino versus an injured American Alpha. We were both thinking Slater and Rhino go over all along. That would really be the big payoff for this whole Heath Slater uh, non-drafted storyline. It would did you be. See all the, did you see all his kids out there at ringside? How did they get front row seats? How did they get front row seats? They can't afford that. Let me tell you something. When Heath Slater ain't wrestling, he's fucking. <laughs> he's got a ginger party going on there. <laughs> he's known as the limber ginger. Oh, God. Uh, he's got to provide for all those kids that aren't his. He's going <laughs> he's to need a double wide now. <laughs> I don't know. The best looking title belts in the company right now, in my opinion. The new SmackDown tag titles? Good looking titles. I like them. They're- they're so sharp. Yeah, I like them. If the rest could follow suit, that would be nice. All right, DPP. You want to talk about Randy Orton or The Miz next? <laughs> Let's talk about Randy Orton. That's the order I had it in. Well, done. Oh, there we go. Randy Orton. It's like I read the Big Show sheet or something. Versus, uh, yeah, it's, they got the big. I got the Big Show. Show sheet. Got that big show sheet right here. Um, Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. Speaking of 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 the Wyatts and the Wyatt compound fight, did you hear, uh, did you see that thing about Jeremy Borash saying that they stole that from TNA? It was all from the Final Deletion thing where they had the Hardy compound thing. I didn't see that, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> First of all, TNA. Let me just tell you something. You should feel fucking honored as fuck that the WWE would consider ever doing anything you ever fucking did. You fucking suck. I can't even fucking stand watching 10 minutes of your fucking broadcast. It's horrible. Matt Hardy, you are the worst fucking wrestler ever. Go ahead, DPP. I'm, I'm You're good. talking about Randy Orton and was, Bray Wyatt. I'll say you were. <laughs> yeah. I'll talk about him. I, you know, I don't got much to say about him because I... I'm still not a fan of Bray Wyatt because he has not had a meaningful win in his career on the main roster as far as I'm Is concerned. Is he getting that win here? I don't think so. I can't imagine he is. I, yeah, they haven't given him one yet. Is this just a way to get Randy Orton back over after losing to Brock Lesnar? Yeah, build him some more credibility back up. I don't. They don't need to, but if anybody needs a win, it's Bray Wyatt. And I just feel like they're just they're Dolph Ziggler-ing him. How about the new Bo Dallas character? I like it. Got him, they brought do, him back. Do we put him and his brother together for crying out loud? I don't see. Well, they can't now because one's on Raw, one's on SmackDown. Well, I'm saying, can we get them moved back over together? Like, start this whole thing where he gets crazy and weird. And dude, there's your fucking tag team to go tag against people. That'd be a great tag team. I got nothing wrong with that. I'm glad they're doing something with Bo Dallas and rebuilding his character a little bit because he's been doing shit and. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting kind of getting tired of all the jobber matches, though. But 
something they've reintroduced. So. Yeah, it's nice, but it's there's it starts to get too much when you're doing three matches, three jobber matches on a on a raw. So what kind of match do you see here for Morton and Wyatt? Oh, another physical match, another one like not as as brutal as Lesnar and Orton, but I think physical to the sense that you know it's not going to be you're not going to see a lot of moves. You're just going to see a lot of beatings. And again, I see Orton coming out on top. I don't, I just can't imagine. I would love to see Wyatt get a meaningful win, but I just, I can't buy into it right now. Boy, I got to tell you, I don't know. I maybe see Wyatt going over here and somebody costing Orton the match for his next feud. I see this more of as a way to get Wyatt back up towards the title picture. Maybe someone for AJ Styles to feud with. Um, but that's something we can talk about in a few minutes. DPP, I, for some reason right now, I feel like having some breakfast food, and I think that that breakfast food would be some pan. No, uh, how about some what? No, maybe an om. No. Oh, I know what I want. I want some French toast because I'm feeling kind of intercontinental. <laughs> oh boy. Let's talk about the Miz. Oh. <laughs> the man on the rise, the Miz, defending his Intercontinental Championship against Dolph Ziggles. Don't call me Nick Nemeth Ziggler. <laughs> oh, Nikki from the Spirit Squad. Oh. Pretty okay. You know, I don't know. How do you feel about going from the world title match a month ago to three weeks later, he's wrestling for the Intercontinental title? You know what's crazy for me? For me, it's a bigger match, him against Miz for the IC title, than it was him against Ambrose. I'm so down on Ambrose. Not to jump ahead here, but, man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. These two guys have history. These two guys have a lot of history, Miz and Ziggler. They've been around together for a long time, okay? They've both held this belt plenty of times. This, for me, is the match to watch on the show. These two guys are going to have one hell of a match. All right. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm not. Uh, I'm just so down on Ziggler, just the way he's been booked and everything, that I'm just, I'm just done with it. I'm waiting for... I assume after this match he's going to snap and turn heel or something, but, you know, they need to do something different with him, I guess, because they're just, if they really want to make him relevant, they need to change what he's doing. Yeah, it's it's tough with him because, like I said, he's been around for a long time, and they never really found anything that really caught a whole bunch of fire. I mean... You know, people cheer for him, but people don't pop right. for him, you know? Right. It's just kind of lost in there right now. It should be a good match. I mean, The Miz, like you said, The Miz puts on always puts on a great match, and Ziggler puts on, can sell really well in the ring and has a great match, and these guys have a lot of history. So uh, don't get me wrong, it's going to be a great match, but it's just I just can't get invested in Ziggler right now. I, I understand. You see the downward trend. He has a match for the for the world title, loses. He has this match for the IC title. You see him winning? I do not see Ziggler winning this at all. I, I don't either. Um, 
I, I just don't know. I mean, do you see the Miz holding on to that title for a very long time? We talked. I think we talked about this for a little while that we hope he does because I want to see him hold on to this title. You know, during the Talking Smack segment, he mentioned his 150 some days he's held the title. I think right now and everything. So I'd like to see that continue and him have just an incredibly long run with this title. And you you would get a, such a bigger payoff to see somebody finally take it from him. somebody some up and comer finally step up and take the title from him. It'll just make it that much more special. So I think we see him holding on to this title for another year at least. All right, let's move on to the big title, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, also known as the SmackDown Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. Here on the podcast known as DWI. <laughs> Folks, do not drink and drive, drink and podcast that's right folks you can find us on the twitter at podcast dwi you can check us out on facebook at facebook.com slash dwi podcast and on instagram for your brew city wrestling needs at it's me dpp that's right folks that's right and make sure you always check out the other four pillars of the paramount pentagon of pro wrestling news and podcasting check out the sunday Segway. check out the attitude of aggression podcast check out wrestlingexpress.net and also check out the happy hour the wrestling happy hour podcast you can find everybody there on itunes all right dpp last match of the evening definitely at backlash will be dean ambrose defending that heavyweight championship Against AJ Styles. Is it AJ's time, DPP? Yes or no? Just answer the question. Yes or no? I'll answer this politically. Well, I feel God like... Damn it, <laughs> yes or no? Quit shouting at me. Oh, <sighs> fucker. Yes or no? Yes. 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 I think it's that time. I, you, it should be that time. I think they need to get AJ. He's he's on the roll right now. He's just he ain't gonna get any better than what he's doing right now. So, put the belt on him. Let him gloat even more as the face that runs the place, and be done with it. Oh boy, you know I just I'm not over on Ambrose right now. He just doesn't do it for me. I don't know if I ever really was a big Ambrose fan. You know, not in the way that I'm a Kevin Owens fan or a TJ Perkins fan or a John Cena fan or an American Alpha fan or a Bailey fan. Just name it, everybody on the roster. Is that what's happening here? A Nikki fan. (laughs) So I guess what I'm saying is I never really believed in D. Ambrose. Ceiling fan. So... I'm like that yellow uh, Eminem who had to tell all his fans. All his fans. He's a fan in the break room. Is there more in the bathroom? <laughs> so, you know, obviously I would want to see AJ Styles win the title from Dean Ambrose. But, no, I I don't want to see AJ Styles win the title from Dean Ambrose. What? For the, for the same reason I don't want to see The Miz lose the Intercontinental title. 
as much as I love watching Miz hold on to the Intercontinental Championship, I hate watching Dean Ambrose hold on to the World Heavyweight Championship. So the longer it lasts, the more my hate builds. The more it becomes a total suspension of disbelief for the commissioner. The bigger I pop when eventually Dean Ambrose loses the title at some point. If he loses it this weekend at Backlash, will I mark out? Ever so slight. But if he holds on to it, past Royal Rumble, to maybe even WrestleMania, now you're talking about a big moment. So, I still see AJ Styles walking out with the championship. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all that. We just gave him all the way back. But you see what kind of storylines they need to be building? They I mean, do. We yes, they do. They need to they they need to make a bigger payoff for some of this stuff and they don't do it. I don't know. I'm kind of 50/50 to be honest with you. I I can't really If I if honestly if I if if I had to put my own money on it, I w- I would say Ambrose retains. So would I. I think, you know, I I think at least one more month, but it would give a big it would give a big story to the first SmackDown pay-per-view that AJ, AJ Styles, Styles wins the wins title. title. You know, have a rematch at the next one. But maybe I could see him taking it at Survivor Series too. You know, maybe wait till then and something like that. But all in all, I mean, if these are the five matches they have, and it's an hour pre-show and a two-hour special, I mean, I would—that's what I would prefer. To be honest with you, I would love to see two matches with some not so high-up talent on the pre-show. And then two hours of just these five matches getting a lot of time. I don't need all the backstory. I don't need, you know, ten minutes of introductions about Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. We know who they are. We know who all these people are. You already have seven fucking hours of content a week, okay? We don't need to stretch out (laughs) pay-per-views. Can we just have the meat and potatoes on the pay-per-views? I mean, that would be great. That would make more people buy the network. And let's hope the network doesn't go up. From ten fifty five, so nine ninety nine. Whatever you know, you meant what I know. But Backlash says it's starting at eight Eastern, so that would be seven Central. Uh, so, and it didn't say anything about a pre-show. Didn't did say it? anything about a pre-show. And it didn't say how long it was going to be. So if it's two hours, I think it'd be perfect. If it's two hours, be seven to nine, and be done. That would be awesome. No, it's probably going to be 7 to 10 with, like, a whole bunch of introduction shit. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe they're going to add matches. Maybe it'll just be three hours and they'll pre-show. They don't have enough roster to fucking have three hours. It's just, I don't know. It's going to be brutal. We just don't have that kind of you information see, for you folks. You want to see Jinder Mahal versus Zack Ryder on a pay-per-view match? No, you don't want to see that. Woo-woo-woo, you know it. <laughs> Mojo Rowley. Uh, I'm, I'm hyped for that, bro. Hey, bro. Take it easy, brother. All right, folks, all in all, DPP, I'm expecting out of 10 to this be like a 7.5, 8 out of a 10 for a pay-per-view. I think it should be some really good matches, some really good storylines, two brand-new title lineages. Yeah, I think that's what's really carrying this thing is there's going to be, you know, a a six-pack women's challenge, which has never really, I don't think, has ever been done. Elimination match, nonetheless. Then you got, yeah, crowning brand-new tag champions as well. You got... What looks like a really great intercontinental title match, and who knows with the world title. Well, make sure to check that out on the WWE Network this Sunday. 
All right, folks, we've got one topic left, and you know what that means here on the 50th edition of the DWI podcast. DPP, last call. All right. Alberto Del Rio. Adios, muchacho. <laughs> Next! Sayonara. Speaking of that, the Soup Nazi episode was on the other night. Was oh, it? my goodness. <laughs> Such I hadn't seen it in a while. It was just phenomenal. I mean, half cup chappuccini mushrooms. <laughs> That's my recipe for mulligatoni. I got them all. What a, what a great... <laughs> if, if I would have known the Anamara was for you, I would have smashed it to pieces. <laughs> uh, shout out to the Soup Nazi. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Alberto Del Rio. Adios. He's gone. No ninety, no uh, ninety-day non-compete clause. He is free, free as the wind blows. Yeah, should be interesting to see where he falls. I'm guessing back in Mexico somewhere, and then with some Ring of Honor work, maybe Japan. Those three spots. Yeah, it sounded like uh, Lucha Underground was really interested in re-signing him, getting him back there, but they'd actually have just... to pay him this time. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that's gonna. That I heard that's why he left last time. Yeah, he wasn't getting paid. Triple uh, A, maybe in Mexico. If I was him, I would go to Japan. I would too. That's. I mean, maybe he doesn't want to be all the way out there, but shit. I mean, Why not? in my opinion, after WWE, you know, in the United States, Ring of Honor is 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 really good. It's really it. Uh, I've been watching Ring of Honor, and it's the only other thing I watch besides WWE, mainly because I don't have the time, folks. <laughs> I will start picking up more time toward when it gets colder uh, into the into the end of fall and winter. So maybe I will try and check out some more Lucha Underground first and foremost. Um, I gotta tell you, I've I've had some conversations on Twitter with some people that give us a hard time for not watching TNA, but I've intermittently watched TNA, and don't tell me that it's going to get any better from watching more than one or two episodes because it's bad, it's corny. Are there good wrestling matches? Yeah, there's a couple good wrestling matches, but I, why do I need to see a couple good wrestling matches with guys I've already seen wrestle better wrestling matches against better wrestlers? <laughs> I have a hard time watching TNA because I have a hard time watching TNA. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And after the after the marathons of, of WWE I got to watch, I don't want to watch anymore. T- I don't want to watch TNA. Sorry. I, I don't want to watch yeah. any more wrestling after, especially when there's a pay per view. You got three hours there, three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, an hour of NXT, an hour of the Cruiserweight Classic. So in a week where I watched the pre-show also, and there's a special, I've already watched eleven hours of wrestling, and now you want me to watch two more hours of wrestling that are subpar to all are... eleven hours that I've already watched. Yeah, I have spent over a half a day watching wrestling now in one week. Find a fucking hobby. I gotta watch Impractical Jokers too. I mean, there's just not enough time. There was, there was, they, they made a second Impractical Jokers. Is what you're saying? Are they gonna make a third I'm one? Impractical Jokers as well. <laughs> In addition. In addition to. I digress. A two. So. ADR is gone, and along with that, Paige has quit WWE, but she is under contract until, I'm thinking, April of 2019, I believe it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite a while. So She's hired lawyers. Sounds like she's, uh, she's trying to take legal action to try and uh, 
see what she can do to get out of this contract, I guess. I'm guessing she's going to bring up the ideas that they were trying to break them up. Uh, you know, Del Rio and Paige being a couple that everybody, the staff was just trying to break them up and they purposely split them up on this brand split because of that and everything. So maybe she'll bring that up as trying to get out of this, out of her contract. Yeah, that's too, that's too bad. Um, She's always seemed like a little, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who's, I'm not taking sides here. I, no one, I don't, we don't know the real story here at the DWI podcast. We only know what we read and hear from other people. Um, you know, we do have some other connections and of sorts, but we're mainly following the dirt sheets and just doing our homework and talking to people who are connected like everyone else is. And from what we've heard, I mean, she's gotten into a lot of trouble. She's a little, little bit of a wild child, but we don't know that for sure. So we don't know what the real story is. Nonetheless, the people hurt by this are the fans of WWE because Paige is one of those women who are one of the best. I, I don't know. She's in my mind, she's one of the best two women wrestlers in the organization. I can't disagree. She's definitely in in that top few that you can't. I think of her. Her and I think her and Charlotte are, are both the the top top in my opinion as yeah. far as character and in-ring ability and connecting to the crowd. You know, I think there's like Sasha and Natty and Becky who are just below them yeah. for different Maybe. for different reasons. But because of where they are in their careers, Paige and Charlotte are, and, and where they are in the ring at their game, for my money, I'm going to miss Paige not being there. She's a huge talent. That's a, that's a huge loss. Both of them. I mean, Del Rio also just... A huge loss to that, especially when you just did this brand split. You know, that's a top talent that's world champion, you know, how many times. And he's a guy that could be, you could put in the main event match any night of the week, any pay-per-view you want, and he's going to put on a great match. And it's both of them are just huge losses for WWE. I mean, yeah, like you said, we don't know the real story, and that's really unfortunate how this is going down. So, folks, just stay tuned to see what happens with that. DPP, I, I got nothing else. That's this is fifty. That's it. We did it. I've had yeah. I've run out of. I only have fifty ideas, and I'm done. This is it. <laughs> no, this is not the last. So that's. I'm sorry that we're signing off for the final time. I no, really we're appreciate not. It. Wait, no, we're not. No, we're not. Oh, no. I thought that was. I thought that was the end. We we ran out of no. topics and. No, we'll be we back were, next Friday. Or we're coming back. TV. Or a week right. from them. You know, we always tell you when we're going to be back, but we're never back on that day. But we're never I don't know. Next Friday is a pretty good bet. Wouldn't you say, DPP? I don't know. I got a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I got a rish. I got a thing. Hang on. I got a rish. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. That's our you Friday. Know. Friday is our normal day, so that's our Fridays Friday. are good. Good. So. I don't know. We always think we're going to do it one day. Well. We try. You know, Sorry, we, we had planned to do a podcast last weekend on uh, the night of a party. So, you yeah. know, we we chose partying over podcasting. We did. We chose uh, we chose a couple we, games. and We're the drunk wrestling intelligence for crying out loud. <laughs> what did you expect? <laughs> you expect us to stay sober for this? We had washer box games to play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had Toasted a hell of, marshmallows. Hell of, hell of a battle. Making fun of Bob was grocery the best store part of the night. grocery store game. Making fun we, of... 
Bob, we love you. We love you to death. You're you're like a you're like a dad to all of us. We we all respect you and we all love you. And but it was so fucking fun to watch you gimp around on that knee and just Nate Nate fucking barbecued Nate your ass, right. man. I'm sorry, but we had you so many times there. Uh, just know that we had fun at your expense. So we we weren't laughing with you. We were laughing at you. That's right. And get better soon, Bob. <laughs> yes, actually, that's yeah. very that. Is, Bob, we do we do love you, Bob. Get better soon, brother. Hopefully, we'll see you out on the golf course next year. <laughs> All right, I think we went over everything. We thanked Shit. everybody we needed to thank. We talked about everything we needed to talk about. I don't I don't even know how long this podcast is gonna be. I don't care. Oh, it's I'm sure it's gonna be right around an hour. Oh, it's perfect. That's right where we usually are. Um, let's just recap the predictions here. Um, we both got Metalik and Perkins in the finals. I got Metalik and uh, you got Perkins, correct? Perkins. Yep. All right. Uh, women's six-pack challenge winner. I got Alexa Bliss. I'll go with Becky. I'll take the chalk. Uh, I got Slater and Rhino winning those tag team titles. Slater and Rhino. All right. I'm uh, I'm going with Bray Wyatt. RKO. Um. Uh, the Miz? The Miz. The Miz, the Miz, the Miz, the Miz, the Miz. The Miz, the Miz, the Miz. Dean Ambrose. I got Dean Ambrose retaining. I'm going to go with AJ. I think AJ's right, going it. It's happening. You heard it here first. NXT TakeOver Special. The next one oh, will shit. be Survivor Series weekend in Toronto. NXT TakeOff, eh? On the 19th, with uh, Survivor Series being on Sunday and Raw also in Toronto on Monday. That's it, folks. Thank you for tuning in to the 50th edition of the podcast known as DWI. My name is PC Tunney. I am your commissioner and the commissioner of the United States of the Americas. And right over there, over yonder... It is him. It is him. It is D-double-P. And that's what I do. That is what you do. You're, you're uh, like you're like the guy who gets drunk in the era of like cool stuff. Something like that. My mom says I'm cool. Well, I was just trying to think of another way to say the inebriator in the era. Yeah, awesome. Uh, you can't say it any other way because it's just awesome. Well, DPP, as we uh, sign off here for good, make sure you follow us uh, on the Twitter at Podcast DWI. Check us out on Facebook. At Facebook.com slash DWI Podcast. And on Instagram. Suck it, Kenny Killer, at It's Me, DPP. (laughs) Thank you once again, folks. Make sure you tune in next week. We will be back for episode 51. But this has been episode 50. So cheers. Cheers to the DWI Podcast Universe. Cheers to everybody that's been on the DWI Podcast and that's helped us out for the first 50 podcasts. And folks, expect at least 50 more. Woo! And you've been listening to a production known as the podcast of DWI. I'm just one man.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.